It's the Weekly Wrap with your host, broadcasting legend Bruce Wolf, and his trusty sidekick, comedian Tim Slagle. And now, without further ado, Bruce Wolf. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the Weekly Wrap, and now my favorite part of the show where I guess what Tim's background is going to be. Tim, I'm going to say you've got uh, Mrs. O'Leary's cow torching the city of Chicago because... Uh, that's what we can expect within the uh, first few <laughs> months of the Brandon Johnson administration. Am I right? Very close, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing like, you know what? That looks like uh, my dad's old hardware store at 3905 West 16th Street. Um, uh, welcome to New Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now you're. did you grow up in Detroit or the suburbs? No, or? I, I grew up outside Detroit. Outside uh, Detroit. Yeah, about, about 15 miles south. Okay, so, you know, I mean, is it exaggeration? I saw the or, or should we Or should we become be fearful that Chicago is going to become Detroit the way uh, Detroit was? You know, uh, you know, when you go around saying that the corporations have to pay their fair share, I mean, <laughs> I mean, most of them, most of them already have the U-Haul pack. You know, they're just uh, just waiting for 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 an excuse. You know, I it's interesting because I've actually I actually was depressed as the results were coming in, and I could see that Johnson was was uh, going to win, and I and I've been kind of down since then, and I haven't lived in Detroit since 1958 uh, in in Detroit, Chicago. Excuse me. Since 1958, <laughs> yeah, and, you, you moved to Chicago in 2023, <laughs> right? But you know, we've had Paul Vallis. Yeah. We've had Paul Vallis on the show here. You know, before Friend of the he, show. Know, announced yeah. that he was running, and, and he's a nice guy personally. Uh, talked to him a few times, and I thought it was the best hope for Chicago. Uh, on the other hand, I do take a perverse satisfaction in Chicago getting democracy good and hard. Uh, pardon my making. And uh, just like I enjoy liberal professors and even J.K. Rowling being hoisted by their own petard. You asked for this, folks, this, liberals, <laughs> you asked for this. You're going to get it this more, you know, and then, of course, you're always thinking, well, he's going to, you know, and he, he gives you a little bit of the rhetoric. I'm going to try to be the mayor of all the people. Um, and then apparently he invoked on uh, CBS this morning, he was interviewed and he invoked the name of Michael Brown. Well, I mean, say what you will about, you know, some uh, practices of the police in Ferguson. That's the Ferguson case. I know it's tough to keep them straight. Right. But um, yeah, no, yeah but, I can't remember but, but anything. The, the before Floyd. Yeah. The cops weren't guilty, uh, <laughs> you know, right. in the Michael Brown case. So if that's what he's looking to. um you know, fine. Send out the social workers, send in the clowns. Uh, you know, it's and, and, and you know, supposedly and, and we talked about this a few weeks ago too. the the uh, minority wards or the black wards um, were were his stronghold. That's where the crime is. I mean, if they want that kind of policing. OK, I mean, what are, what are you going to do? Are you sure, though, that that's uh, that, that that's you see, I, I'm I'm thinking that Johnson was the pick of the teachers union. That's, oh, totally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and don't teachers get the day off to work the polls? Oh, well, look, as uh, my old colleague, Marge Halperin from uh, WXRT said, it was about the ground game uh, mm -hmm. and uh, and she's a radical. And, you know, she and, and, and this is so basically you have teachers brutalizing the cops because the teachers get out there and the cops and she don't actually go and knock on doors. So yeah, yeah that 
Sure. I, I think I think a lot of cops won't be too. I think a lot of cops will be looking forward to trying to work from home, see if they can right, do remote right. policing. That, <laughs> re, re, yeah, really. Uh, yeah, we can't chase you uh, if, if we're if we're on we'll Zoom. Send, yeah, we'll send you a Zoom link. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Turn yourself in. You know, we'll, we'll have a we'll we'll come together. We'll sing Kumbaya. Um, you know, and, and of course, people are saying. Well, the middle class is going to leave Chicago now. I thought they left a long time ago. I mean, I thought that's one of the big problems with Chicago. I well, think there's, there, there's middle class youth. I mean, there's there's something there's something cool about right after college moving to Chicago for a couple now, of years. Now, but once... Tim, I must interrupt you. I must interrupt hmm. you because we have a tweet up from Rahm Emanuel saying congratulations to Brandon Johnson and being elected the 57th mayor of Chicago. It's a job of a lifetime, Brandon. Your success is the second city success, and I'm rooting for your success. And of course, as we well know that it was uh, Rahm Emanuel quashing the uh, Laquan McDonald video that has led to this day. Uh, it, the Laquan <laughs> McDonald video is the gift that keeps on giving. And Rahm isn't even in this country anymore. As you well know, Tim, he is now our ambassador to Japan. And 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 why is he the ambassador to Japan, Tim? Because he always wanted to be tall. And there in you fact, go. Uh, in, in fact, I believe so, they're going to have to raise the podium. Uh, for the first time in uh, several <laughs> administrations. So um, somebody uh, quoted, did you remember Dick Tuck? I Wasn't do he? not. I, yeah, I, I think that's he was a, like, that's, a, that's a person, not a procedure, right? Exactly. <laughs> Dick Tuck once said, the people have spoken, the bastards. So, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe we're going to have to put up a moat. Or Chicago's, you know, to keep the keep people in. Um, well, that's kind of what's what, going to happen. That's kind of what happened to Detroit. It kind of became an atoll, you know. You know how the, there's there's those rings in the South Pacific where the yeah. volcano collapsed, but the coral reef remains. That's pretty much what <laughs> that's pretty much what Detroit is right now. Just a ring. No. So what's going to happen is it's going to be like the as, as somebody said the San Francisco. Dick Tuck was a. a, a uh, yeah, he lost the 1966 California State Senate election to Richard Nixon. There we go. Thanks, Chris, for I knew that, you know, so we had Tricky Dick and we had Dick Tuck and we had a Tricky speaking, Dick speaking, Tuck. Of, speaking of Dick Tuck, are we going to be talking about Bud Light later? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Question about that. <laughs> a little foreshadowing here. But um, but uh, so not. Now I've, I've totally lost uh, my train of thought here. <laughs> I'm you remember sorry, the, I brought it. Had to bring it down to fourth grade level. There was this guy, so <laughs> Thomas Piketty, who wrote the book "What's the Matter with Kansas." Basically, the people don't vote their self-interest, and the, of course, according to him, their self-interest is to vote uh, for the socialists. But it just doesn't seem. I mean, you have people who want um, charter schools. They don't like the Chicago Teachers Union ruling things. They 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 can't stand the crime in their neighborhoods, and yet, you know, I mean, I guess we could look at the bright side. A guy who uh, once said that he uh, actually uttered the word Republican in a, a somewhat favorable manner, almost won the election. Uh, I guess that's yeah. He was uh, on a re he was on a Republican podcast, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Totally. Do you you know I, um, Jonah Goldberg was interviewing this guy who's written about. Uh, public uh, sector unions, Philip K. Howard. And he had him out a few weeks ago and he was talking about there was an 18 year study in Illinois that showed that two out of 95,000 teachers 
had dis- been dismissed for poor for poor per uh, excuse me poor performance over a, a certain number of years. Two out of ninety five thousand. That's the kind of job security that the that these teachers have. And yeah, you know, well, and it, you know, it takes a lot of work to keep uh, keep your keep your students graduating in the in the f- fifth percentile. <laughs> and you know, on the bright side, doesn't look like there's going to be a teacher strike. I mean, not when you own the mayor of the city. It, there's nobody on the other side of the bargaining table. Um, so I, do we have this um, tweet? It, it, I don't know if uh, you got it, Chris. It was from ABC 7. And um, this is actually about, you, you see that guy who uh, he had created an app. He was pretty famous among app creators. And he got stabbed to death in San Francisco. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a money app, right? It was. A, yeah, it was a yeah. And uh, ABC Seven had a a tweet that said, "Yeah, his death further inflamed debate over public safety in San Francisco, and it's moribund downtown, which has not yet bounced back from the pandemic." And what what I found that interesting was ABC Seven is basically the liberal establishment station in the city of Chicago. There, that this wasn't a quote that they they used this they were calling it their own they were making this editorial judgment about san francisco's downtown being moribund <laughs> i mean you know if if ron majors were still around he never would have allowed uh that, that kind of tweet <laughs> to appear i mean i agree with it totally uh and, sure. but but um i think they i i think some the uh the the guy who hacked paul vallis's account hacked into abc7's as well so um, did, san, did san francisco have the kind of looting that we had uh, during the pandemic i, I, um, I think they, they they don't have a downtown their housing stock is more expensive and lousier uh and <laughs> that's that's probably the direction we're we're headed but uh, let's pivot real quickly to uh north of the border wisconsin and you know everybody's trying to draw a lot of conclusions uh you know you know how horrible this was for republicans and everything but wisconsin's an anomaly that was all about that when uh, the dobbs decision came down wisconsin reverted to an 1849 law about abortion which has no exceptions and so there was this wisconsin supreme court race and you know, there was no way that the republican was going to win that but in the meantime uh, there were some uh, ballot initiatives that were very uh, conservative that passed in Wisconsin. So Wisconsin is still split. But it, but there's no question the Republicans are going to have to come up with some uh, some platform about abortion at, at the state level, at the state level, uh, because um, the, the Democrats are going to scare the, the bejesus out of uh, out of the electorate if it's there's no exceptions. Yeah, there's nothing, boy. There's nothing that uh, there's nothing that energizes the youth more than the suggestion that they might not be able to have sex simply for fun. Oh, totally. recre- recreational sex on the ballot in Wisconsin. That's, well, uh, there's no question about it. And, and you like know, you said, other conservative proposals passed. So, I mean, so they just went yeah. in there. They just went in there, uh, 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 voted for no child support and uh, uh, off they went. No. Right. I mean, and, and uh, you know, youth is served. I, I, I'm glad of that. And uh, so so every everybody is happy. All right. Coming up, of course, the other big thing. The Trump indictment, which I'm exhausted over, but we'll resurrect it. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap.
Well, I think the unprecedented indictment of a former president of the United States on a campaign finance issue is an outrage. And, and it appears to, to millions of Americans to be nothing more than a political prosecution that's driven by a prosecutor who literally ran for office on the pledge to indict the former president. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. So, Tim, you know, I actually did watch Trump's speech the other night, uh, mm -hmm. and I, it just seemed lackluster to me. I, I, first of all, I, I appreciated it because he not only defended himself against the uh, charge brought by Alvin Bragg, but against every other charge that's ever been brought against him and will be brought against him <laughs> in the future. And, you know, I, I have a short attention span, so I was glad, you know, that he covered it all in one. There was, you know, and, and uh, he misstated a lot of things, but sure, that that. That's the guy that I voted for twice and probably will vote, vote for again. But um, oh yeah, you're voting for him twice uh, next year. I guarantee. Oh, well, I won't vote for him twice next year. I'll vote against him in the primary, but in the general, I'll wind up. Voting oh, OK. For him again. okay. <laughs> so um, but he, I he think did... your attitude might change by the time we get there. Uh, I, th uh, I think I think right I think I think, you, I think you'll be so fed up. At, uh, at at all the attacks and these these obvious political uh, prosecutions that you'll say you know it's it, well, it's like I mean, somebody said that it was like the flight that he was the flight ninety three I forget who said it, it said it was the flight ninety three candidate it was like uh, <laughs> we're, we're we're going down let's uh, let's rush the cop well I, there's no question <laughs> I mean it, it look you don't even have to be a conservative Republican. Uh, look, here's the headline. Van Jones was torched for saying he felt bad as Donald Trump looks sad. Uh, I mean, if, if even Van Jones is sympathetic. <laughs> I remember when I, I used to do this when I did the show with Dan Proft on WLS. We had Van Jones on the air uh, and wow. we we're talking to him and we were actually winning the argument. We were winning it. We had him on points. But then Dan exploded <laughs> I mean, and called him. I forgot the exact phrase, but it part of it was that he was a suck toy for the left and you know and i just <laughs> and then I, which is true i mean i guarantee it's true but i mean i looked at that and i was like what we we had him won we won we won this and then you, and then you hit, hit him with the folding chair and you got disqualified but um anyway uh but even van jones you know felt sorry for for trump i um did communicate uh, via twitter with um andy mccarthy uh the legal expert uh, for Fox and National Review. Mm -hmm. And so I said, well, is the question before the jury going to be, did Trump pay the hush money to help his election chances or did he pay it to keep his wife from being embarrassed? And Andy answered to me, if it ever gets to a jury, I'll be very, very surprised. Don't see that it matters, though. There are all kinds of expenses a candidate might think help his election chances. That does not per se make them in-kind donations under federal election law over which Bragg has no jurisdiction. I mean, other than that, I mean, so the case, <laughs> the case may be thrown out. Uh, and I know this the next appearance is like December 4th, but I, it, it could be thrown. Oh, and Trump has asked for it to be moved to Staten Island uh, and maybe maybe it'll be thrown out. But um, but and never get to a jury. Is but, Staten uh, Island the most Republican borough? Uh, oh, it's got to be. Oh, yeah. That isn't that where all the cops live? Is it, it, it? I did I, I'm pretty know. sure that's where all the, you know, the first responders live is that oh, okay. is in Staten Island. I, thought, I, I, well, I mean, I'm, positive but i remember uh, there were a lot in queens uh, on uh, uh september 11th i, I remember oh, okay there, i you know i don't know uh it was there there, there was that uh that that uh, that one cop that said come at me bro or something oh like okay 
All right. And well, we plane, don't. We know that, that a plane crash in Queens, like the next day. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> well, we know one thing: Manhattan is as blue as it gets. So, um, I, you know, I oh actually, man, he 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 would have a better chance as a black man in Jim Crow, Arkansas, <laughs> than in Manhattan. Well, it's interesting though, but because on the other hand, as he has said, he could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and, and nothing would happen. And so there are well, pockets. actually, you know, he would have been better off shooting someone on Fifth Avenue, uh, right? Because Alvin Bragg would have downgraded he wouldn't have done it to anything. a misdemeanor. <laughs> that was a great. You had a tweet uh, to that uh, yeah. to that yeah. point a little bit earlier. So um, the uh, it, it, I was watching the speech, and he he did say one thing that b- bothered me. I mean, and it was just he said, had the, had the Hunter laptop, uh, you know, seen the light of day during the election campaign. That it, 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 that that mattered like seventeen percent in the vote. I, I don't think it mattered that much, but it's okay. He was on a roll. I, it, it's fine. Um, he didn't but, need. He didn't need seventeen percent. He didn't need seventeen percent. Just needed no, twelve thousand votes. I yeah, mean, and, he, and he's going to be arraigned for that one too. Right. <laughs> um. So yeah, yeah. I everybody went over you know that this oh one of the the great things about the indictment is it doesn't actually list the charge the crime for which he's being accused of i mean it it has the bank fraud counts which are and there are 34 felonies because everything was sliced and diced into into you know as many different pieces as it could so they could ratchet up the number to 34 but um, the bank. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defer to your experience here because I, I, I haven't read many indictments. Uh, um, it looked to me, it read like a, like a, a freshman term paper. <laughs> well, they were making it. They, I, I, my understanding is they were trying to make it so it was palatable uh, to the public. But the counts, the the um, the the bank counts. Are the, are, 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 yeah, are, it was just cut, paste, cut, paste, cut, right, paste, right. But that's and the, then change the, the invoice counts. numbers. But you need in order to get this thing raised up to a felony, they have to show that he did something on the federal level uh, because they don't have it with the state. And it's very I mean, it's no nobody's buying it that he that he violated uh, the campaign of finance rules. Well, well, well well, here's what I, here's what I think, uh, uh, and we know that Michael Cohn pled guilty to right. uh, campaign fine and breaking campaign finance law. Uh, I have a friend who who was an FEC commissioner, and he said no, he didn't. There was no law broken by Michael Cohn. He essentially pled guilty to a non-crime in exchange for leniency on his tax well, crimes, which were what they did was they threw that in. Right. It, it wasn't going to cost him anything more to. to no, and he actually got for... less. He got less. They yeah, said, no, you, no. It actually helped him. This one too. Exactly. It, it, it helped him. But that's it, what I think. That's yeah. what I think. And that's why they can't name it because it's because it's not a crime in the first place. But he's well, guilty it, to it. So it must be a crime, right? <laughs> well, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> but you, you're supposed to name the crime. Uh, as Annie McCarthy wrote somewhere else, uh, how how is uh, Trump going to avoid double jeopardy if he doesn't know what the first you know single jeopardy was alex and i uh, did that do that in the form of a question so so yeah it's um and i think it was john solomon that brought up that uh, oh, okay uh, that, 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 that hillary hillary clinton um actually broke the law by hiding the steel dossier 
the the payment she made for the steel dossier. The, oh, the, okay. The, the million that million. Oh, yeah. And in fact, that was such a violation of the law. She was actually fined by the FEC. Right. And her campaign headquarters in the time were, were in the borough of Brooklyn. And so, you think that uh, Robert Morgenthau or whoever was the uh, Manhattan a, district attorney would have brought her to. Right. And it is a crime. So that means the statute of limitations. Uh, yeah. And I think it probably happened about the same exact time. It would yeah. have been 2016, and, 2017, right? Interesting. It could be on point. Look, just looking at it generally, as somebody mentioned, you know, you can't go after Trump if you weren't going to go after Bill Clinton over perjury. Because he flat out lied and he said, oh, it's just sex. No, that was I mean, that was perjury. They had him. Yeah. And and uh, oh, well, no, we don't want and the Democrats said, oh, forget depends about on it. Your, depends on your definition of sex. Yeah, right. Right. And that new definition of sex, high school boys all over Utah celebrated that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So it. it yeah, a lot of double standards, a lot of uh, whataboutism. Let's move very quickly here to, you know, buried in all this. Did, did you see they found out more stuff about that Chinese balloon that yeah. um, it actually was like doing figure eights over military bases? And we knew about it as soon as they, it took off. And then we, and we even let it gather intelligence. Sure. Why did we do that? <laughs> Biden, knows, Biden knows China a favor. I, it looks like it. It's uh, well, uh, it, yeah. It's uh, would he be in the White House today were it not for China? I, I, I don't think so. I don't know. You know, I'm starting to put on my tinfoil hat now, Tim. <laughs> I, maybe, you're, maybe you're getting me to vote for I Trump. Think, no, I in, think in a lot the, of the, the money. Primary. I think, I think a lot of the money that that, that showed up as Zuckerbucks were laundered was just essentially chinese monday money laundered through facebook or bloomberg or i mean they all made they all made the these nine digit contributions oh, okay. uh, zuckerberg bloomberg uh, uh for the election for for election security and uh uh all that money i'm i'm sure was was paid on the back end with more business for the, these people bloomberg china facebook china uh, Warner Brothers, China. Uh, um, so that's that's what I think. I think. Uh, well, but at least we're making some feints towards uh, banning TikTok. So uh, <laughs> maybe you know. Um, yeah, now that it's been doing figure eights all over my mobile <laughs> phone for the past year. <laughs> uh, exactly. So um, I saw this tweet from uh, the lieutenant governor of Virginia, Winsome Sears. And we like Winsome Sears, of course. And so I, I really shouldn't pick on Winsome Sears, but uh, she had a tweet. And when you're when you're tweeting about education, you should really be careful uh, how you how you say things. She says, sadly, previous administrations mistakenly thought lower standards would help erase disparities, but it has exasperated them. We must restore excellence in education for all students in Virginia. And um, I was a little exasperated that she didn't use. <laughs> exacerbated uh if you're talking about education but you know her heart is in the right, is in the right uh, yeah, place irregardless bruce yeah, right you're right you're absolutely right bruce wolf tim slagle on the weekly wrap
was hijacking or terrorism or mechanical failure or pilot error, but what if it was something fully that we don't really understand? A lot of people have been asking about that, about black holes and on and on and on and all of these conspiracy theories. Let's look at this. Uh, Noah says, what else can you think about? Black hole, Bermuda Triangle. And then Deji says, huh, just like the movie Lost. And of course, it's also, they're also referencing the Twilight Zone, which has a very similar plot. That's what people are saying. I know it's preposterous, but it, is it preposterous, you think, Mary? Well, it is a black hole. About, you know, a small black hole would suck in our entire universe, so we know it's not that. Muter Triangle is often weather, and uh, Lost is a TV show. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the Weekly Wrap. You know, we should title this segment of the show Lemon Memories. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, you insist on bringing up Rahm Emanuel every <laughs> that tired old joke. I insist on bringing up Don Lemon. Because, well, I mean, he's thrust himself into the limelight again. But uh, well, for those of you who don't actually, know. He's, he's actually in trouble for thrusting himself, isn't he? Yeah, there you go. Uh, for, uh, Don Lemon reportedly refused to do at least two assignments when he worked at Channel 5 here. And when I finally got to Channel 5 years later, I didn't refuse anything. I even did the traffic, even though there's no such thing as a TV in a person's car. But Don <laughs> Lemon, and apparently maybe those may, maybe those stories just ended up in a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> Don Lemon, there's a pattern of misbehavior by Don Lemon because the latest thing is that he was harassing some uh, a female reporter who had gotten the plum job of getting to go to Iraq in 2008. And uh, and he was he was harassing her with texts and um, and, you know, they traced it back to him. So they knew that he did this and, and he wasn't fired back then because, you know, he's Teflon. But apparently if somebody was saying whoever leaked this now is probably setting the stage for dumping him because, I mean, nobody's watching CNN anyway. So, you know, why not get and he's just a bunch of trouble. So so get rid of him. Um, but, uh, you know, but he made it last a long time. All right. So I've got this question. And, and Tim, uh, take five seconds to think about it, because uh, it's it's I mean, this would be a tough one uh, if you were wearing a sash that said uh, Miss Detroit, uh, you know, because look, I. I, listening to this guy, David Bonson, he's a real smart uh, economics guy, very conservative, thinks, you know, we're basically going to hell in a handbasket because we're all the money uh, that we've got is going to be paying off the national debt. Remember that? Remember, you know, when mm -hmm. we cared about things like that and we're, we're uh, we have a very low growth rate. And uh, yeah, those and were the stalling. days before we those were the days before we realized you could just print yourself out of debt. <laughs> well, right. I mean, th I mean, there you go. I mean, but on the other hand, so you know who Bjorn Lomberg is? He's one of I these do. guys who write, yeah, writes about the climate and he's not a nut. OK, so he no, says, he's actually he's actually he's actually a, a lefty who, who uh, yeah, uh, who who uh, ironically studied economics. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, he, so he says that even with some global warming, the average person is going to be 434 percent richer by the end of the century. So we're supposed to be. 450 percent richer but because of some of this global warming warming which he doesn't think is as bad as you know a lot of the uh, alarmists do uh we're we're, we're only going to be 434 percent richer so my 
here's what I want you, want you to answer uh, is, I mean, are we going down the road that David Bonson says, or are we going to be four times as rich by the end of the century? I mean, uh, reconcile those two, if you will. And then uh, you may tap dance after that or, or sing a song if that's what your talent is. Okay. Well, I think, I, I think it'll depend on whether or not we embrace the green new deal because, because uh, uh, <laughs> if we just let the global warming happen, um, you know, but what's the big deal? It's uh, my, my, all my coastal properties are going to be worthless, but. Uh, well, it's interesting. The green, I mean, the green new deal is actually the inflation reduction act. So that is going to, uh, that that's yeah. actually going to reduce inflation according to the, to the Biden administration. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I nothing, re- nothing, re- nothing reduces inflation like putting up windmills and <laughs> right. uh, charging stations for cars. Uh, so um, NPR, poor NPR. There's a couple of things about NPR. One was I, apparently they are designated as state affiliated on Twitter. And they, you know, uh, they take exception to that because they say, you know, only a very minor portion of their budget comes from the federal government. Sure. However, okay. Okay. However, okay. Then, then get rid of it. Well, that's one thing. Another thing is, a lot of their affiliates get government subsidies. So yeah, somewhere it's coming in from the, from the government <laughs> for them. Also, also uh, here's the story with layoffs. NPR becomes the latest media outlet to cut jobs, and a lot of the workers at NPR think that NPR discriminates. Oh, isn't that isn't that surprising? That, uh, you know, NPR, the liberal bastion, somehow uh, makes exceptions uh, for, for itself, as, as they always do. You know, it's it, well, it, it's, uh, right. you know, yeah, they, they they might all be white, but they pronounce they, they pronounce their last names like they did in the country uh, of, of their ancestry. Sure. <laughs> they they love to do that and i i think that's actually where that comes from is, is that people now it's like you don't say uh bombay you say mumbai or oh, sure or, or pakistan it's that's all no yeah. i that's npr i, I, think I mentioned this singing. once i mentioned this once that you know when i wor- worked at channel five and i love mentioning that i work at channel five because to me that's like cachet but even though nobody <laughs> cares about it but i do um so there was a, a female news anchor who this was around the time that there was that uh, my remember there were a bunch of people stuck in a mine in Chile and she kept pronouncing it Chile, which is, you know, how they pronounce sure. it down sure. there. But I said, OK, well, if we're going to do that, should we call Israel Eretz Yisrael uh, every time? You know, I got no response to that. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. Nobody nobody has a right to virtue signal over that as long as they say Germany. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, think the, I, I think i think i think and i actually think that the that, that english is the only language that that, that calls it germany i think every right. other every other one they they they, they, they call it Deutsch. you know what and it's not rome roma you know it's rome it, because that's how we say it okay and we rule <laughs> yeah uh, well i so, should know because i grew up in detroit there you go um <laughs> so uh we're we're watching Yellowstone now. Do you watch Yellowstone? I do not. I've heard it. Okay. I heard it's wonderful. Well, I mean, there was a funny thing because the uh, the uh, busty blonde who has the scar on her face, very attractive. No, she's actually very attractive. Um, is it a real the, scar uh, or or is it a, a is it 
makeup. She got into a ex- fight or explosion or something like that. Oh, OK, but, so, no, so it is, it is really good. But she likes to. So she's at a bar by herself and a, a Northwestern professor. And I, I went to Northwestern. He he comes in and he tries to hit on her. And she without him saying another word, she dresses him down as some kind of liberal hypocrite who talks about inequality all the time, but it's got a fancy house in uh, in whatever, you know, resort town there is in uh, Montana where, where she is. And it's pretty funny that way. But, um, you know, I just like the guy being dressed down that way. Here's one a problem. So you watch a show like Yellowstone and I'm also watching Succession. Do you watch that at all? I am not. OK, that's over two. Yeah, there's your busty blonde right there. Uh, so that's a that's a pretty scar. It's a pretty scar. I mean, they had to make it some somewhat authentic because in reality, she should have lost an eye and like half of her mouth. <laughs> but that, <laughs> they wouldn't have been able to continue with, with the show after that. But anyway, um, in both of those shows, you know, I picked it up after not having seen it for a couple of years. And I don't know what's going on. I don't know. But I I know that they're trying to screw each other over. And that's I'm not going to find out. I'm not going to go read recaps from before. But we still watch the shows and we don't really know what's going on. <laughs> um, but succession is is kind of is kind of fun, even though I know they're making fun of Fox and they should make fun of everybody. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah. All right. Well, we can't, I, th- th- I felt that way about the handmaid's tale. I wouldn't even watch that. Really? I wouldn't I even watch, watch it. I watched season one just cause uh, okay. it was easier than reading the book. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> all right. We got to get, cause as promised, Bud Light is going trans oh, and, man. um, you know, somebody was saying, don't they know who they're, you know, drinks Bud Light? You know, it's old white guys. Uh, well, yeah, oh. they probably do, but they want to, you know, old white guys are going to die. And uh, they're, they're trying to get, to, you know, the hip uh, trans and fellow trans, uh, you know, yeah, fellow but, travelers. Of yeah, trans. But shouldn't it be Bud Light IPA? <laughs> OK, if, if that's <laughs> right, if that's what they're trying to do. And, no, and, I mean, here's the thing. It, it's trying yeah. to it's trying too hard. Pap's blue yeah. ribbon became trendy just because it was just out of irony. It, 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 yeah, it, right. Bud Light, Bud Light. If they wanted to follow down that, you know, keep their you know, keep their 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 reputation. Yeah, but no, no but but I mean, Nike, uh, Nike, Nike's doing this too with this what Dylan Mulvaney, with yeah, I, who I don't know except for the fact that they have him, her, uh, they. Is that Dylan they, Mulvaney on the Bud Light can too? Yeah, right, right, right. Okay. So, you know, it reminds me, you know, this was a sick joke about Bud Light. Do you remember the, the sick joke? I don't think after I the Challenger exploded. And oh, yeah. Krista yeah. McAuliffe was supposedly said, you know, I I said a Bud Light. I mean, that's how I mean, it was a sick <laughs> joke, which is still too soon to even tell it. I thought it was I thought it was because they couldn't get seven up. I thought that was the. Uh... <laughs> right. So but but. The problem is, is now I, it, when we've gone through the looking glass, I, it's there. How many trans people are there in the United States? Um, it's, it's less than a half of a percent, right? I think not well, that you I think should it, discriminate against them. I think it's growing. Well, they're social contagion, of course. Yeah, yeah. So pretty soon everybody will be. But um, yeah, it's it's the. Tr- Trendy thing. They look. They know what they're doing. Nike and Bud Light. I I wouldn't know how to make dime one out of that. Uh, 
Kid Rock disagrees, though. Oh, I, I hope so. Um, all right. and, and for me, Kid Rock is Bud Light. <laughs> Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly rap. And she, and she's like, well, give her a break. She doesn't understand. She was in attendance. She was in attendance. She saw what was going on in the arena. She knows the backdrop of this story. The number one trending topic. What was, Kim? It wasn't an LSU one. It was Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark. Yep. And so she was, she's a doctor. If she didn't know, she should have known. Mm. Before she opened her mouth and blurted this dumb scenario out because they played hard skip everybody plays hard bruce wolf tim slagle on the weekly rap uh i i object shannon sharp uh if jill biden is a doctor i'm a doctor uh I'm, i've got a, a <laughs> juris doctor degree she's doctor of education uh, come on everybody knows that. So, sounding very much like a jewish mother right there doesn't it? <laughs> there <we go. laughs> so yeah my daughter the the doctor um <laughs> she's a so doctor here's the thing it, it was interesting i actually somewhat sympathize with jill biden I, I mean here she is she's a woman she sees oh you've got these women that played in this championship basketball game that got quite a bit of attention for women's basketball for actually for men's basketball too. And just for the record, I didn't watch that game. I didn't watch the NCAA men's championship. Yeah. I saw the last two minutes of it. That was it. Cause my brackets were wrecked weeks ago. I know you didn't watch any of this either, right? No, I didn't, I didn't watch it, but I, I was excited to, to find out that there were, there were no women with penises on either team. Well, well, here's what I was going to say. This LSU team that, you know, threatening because Jill, all Jill Biden want, what about the sisterhood? We're all in this together. Yeah, this was a great game. Everybody should get to the the participation trophy. Everybody should get to go to the White House. I thought that I didn't think that girls, women were cutthroat like that. <laughs> they, they have so much testosterone in them that, the, you know, no, I'm not going to the White House if uh, the Iowa team is going too. and, uh, you know, I've, I've just got a message for you, Ms. Uh, Angel Angel Reese of LSU. If you're not careful. We're going to put trans guys on the court and then you won't go <laughs> anywhere either. Um, I, uh, I, I, you know, I wonder if Jill wonders, I wonder if Jill wonders if, uh, why they have two scores for every game. I mean, shouldn't, shouldn't they just, is it, wouldn't that, would that be the leftist dream? Just compile both scores together and just let's see right. how many scores, let's see how many points we can score together. Why it's all the, the competition over this? Yeah, it's not about yeah. winning. Yeah. It's about, it's about the exercise, um, you know, and <laughs> I mean, and you have competition like that. That's the kind of mentality that leads to wars. Um, no, I mean, it, it was so masculine, uh, you know, the worst things about, you know, uh, about toxic masculinity exhibited by LSU, although I thought it was funny because uh, Barack Obama had tweeted congratulations to the LSU team. So that Angel Reese said, well, we'll just go to the Obama's house instead, which has got the <laughs> ultimate diss of Joe Biden, uh, you know, that he got to be the president of the United States. Um, yeah. You know, I, you know how quickly we could put out. Um, a trans guy out on the court, pistol Patricia Merritt 
Popovich. You know how fast that can happen. So um, you're not watching the Masters, right? You don't care no, about I, that either. I, I am not watching the Masters. Um, well, it's a tradition like, like no other. Uh, oh, I know that. I know that. I know it's so a very, very important uh, golf game. You do know that they allowed these players from the uh, Arab Tour, the LIV Tour, <laughs> to play. Uh-huh. You know, and the Masters, uh, total uh, double speak. I just, I just love it. Um, they, they made an announcement, you know, months ago, you know, as to whether these LIV players were going to get to play with the PGA players in the masters. And they said, regrettably, and I'd like to read this in the voice of Hootie Johnson, who is no longer the head of Augusta <laughs> national. Now they got some Fred Ridley guy, but Hootie Johnson, Hootie Johnson, uh, regrettably recent actions have divided men's professional golf. By diminishing the virtues of the game and the meaningful legacies of those who built it. But we're going to let the LIV players play because that's really going to be a lot of fun. It's going to enhance the competition. So they they speak out of both sides of their mouth. It, it, you know, somehow this has made golf bad that you've got another tour uh, that's that's competing with them. I I thought competition was, you know, what uh, what, what, it's a, it's what a, made it's sports a, and business so great. It's a different kind of a tour, though, isn't it? I mean, it's kind of the difference between wrestling and professional wrestling. <laughs> it's look. All I know is, is that the guys who joined the LIV tour, Phil Mickelson getting reportedly two hundred million dollars, and others getting close to it, have raised the purses for the uh, PGA players as well now. <laughs> so, you know, what are they complaining about anyway? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. What do you guys. want? What do you want? Two hundred million or a green jacket? Huh? <laughs> exactly. Well, you're going to get both. It's possible to get both. So, um, oh, and I, I, I'm way too into this stuff. So I watched ESPN, which is covering the mass, the early rounds of the Masters. They have a reporter named Gene Wojciechowski, formerly a Chicago newspaper reporter. So he got the Scotty Scheffler, who's like the number one player in golf right now, to do the Larry Sanders money shot cry. Did you watch Larry Sanders? Do you remember that? Do you remember Larry Sanders at all? I, I, I have watched Larry Sanders. I do not know the money shot. Cry. There was a time when Larry was being interviewed by somebody. And I can't I can't use the terminology that they used in the show. I don't even think even on this podcast I can. But they call it the money shot when somebody cries uh-huh. in an interview. And and Larry wanted it edited out because he said, you know, I'm crying. They said, no, Larry, that's what they interviewed you for to get them. You got to leave yeah. that in. Anyway, it's Gene Wojciechowski. Uh, gets this Scotty Scheffler, who seems very composed when he's on the course and everything, gets him to cry during the interview about how he wasn't really ready to be the champion. He won the Masters last year. He wasn't really ready for all the accolades and you know everything that comes with it. Um, and I just wanted to say that you know I have uh, personally, I have cried myself during during interviews when I was the interviewer. And I couldn't get squat out of an interviewee. I, I, Tim, I have made Bill Maher, Maher. Is that how, is that how you pronounce his name? Um, I, I have made, I, uh, I have made him like fall asleep during an interview once. Now, admittedly, I was interviewing him like at eight o'clock in the morning and once interviewed Joan Rivers on the radio and she was just nice. I mean, it was like, come on, can we talk? <laughs> give me some. Give I, me have some you done Joan. much interviewing? Have you done much interviewing? Because sometimes these people, especially if you don't know them, 
they they won't warm up to you and you've got to you got to hit it like within 30 or seconds or a minute and you're trying to get them going and sometimes it's tough and it's really really disappointing you know so um it's the closest but, i come to interviewing is crowd rap is that occasionally if the show is not going very well oh okay i will, I will uh oh oh where do you work where are you from uh-huh <laughs> oh you got a dog <laughs> who was the guy i forgot his name now black guy used to be remember they used to have this improv show like on abc and Who, I, whose it, line is it anyway that one yeah i think so or something like the, it was Ameri- the american version yeah and and they're and they were all really good and they all did improv and we had the guy like in our hallway once he'd done an interview with the regular anchors and i was talking to him and i was doing my hallway ambush interview and i said okay let's do some improv here and he, he goes oh no i can't do that you know that no, when I do that on on TV, it's like all orchestrated. Wait, wait a minute, it's not orchestrated. It's, <laughs> you wouldn't do. And you know who else? Who it's else a, blew me it, off once? It's yeah, the there biggest, is. Whose line is it anyway? Yeah. yeah, the biggest joke we used to make about because uh, because there was a uh, when I came to Chicago, there was like a, a little rift between comedians, stand up comedians, and improv artists. Oh. And the little joke we used to tell was like, "Hey, these improv lines killed last night." <laughs> right, exactly. So another guy was George hey. Carlin. Uh huh. I, I, you know, George Carlin was great. I'm talking to him in the hallway, and I've tried to just talk with him and get him going. He says, "Oh no, my man, man, all my stuff is so well rehearsed." I think he was just blowing me off. I think. That's <laughs> <my boss. laughs> It's Thank a, you. Whose, whose line is it anyway? They actually, I found out they actually to get like a like an hour show, they have to actually tape like five hours. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how. That's a lot how of the stuff like, fell flat. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's got to. Yeah, they do that on Saturday Night Live too. I understand that the actual the 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 pre-show that they do is about twice as long. Which uh, well, wait, boy, they, I know you, they cut out bits and everything, but. Yeah. But the show is live, so they, no, they do what they do. What they do a run through, yeah. They do a whole show. They whole different audience. They do the whole show that they're going to do later that night. Oh, right, 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 right. And they and yeah. they 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 pull out the clunkers and watching some uh, episodes of Saturday Night Live. I wonder how bad. What did they pull out? Oh my yeah. gosh! Uh, uh, yeah, really. Well, oh, you know how they it must goes. Be miserable. I mean, I, I like I, I very seldom watch now, especially because not just because. You know, it's political bent, but you can get you can get the clips on YouTube or whatever. And you don't have to wade through, you know, Madonna singing. Well, we wouldn't mind seeing her, but it's um really lately. Yeah, lately. What what she did another <laughs> trans thing, didn't she? Uh, God. Everybody's doing that yeah. right now. She reinvented um, herself this time at Dr. Frankenstein's lab. <laughs> hey, OK. Uh, we will close with this, which will really sink the show because uh, it was put in here by Chris because I had mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. It's one of our evergreen. It's one of the pieces that uh, would have been knocked out by Saturday Night Live in the in the rehearsal. <laughs> but um, it's why I take the last Stevia packets in the bowl before I put it in another bunch of packets, because I'm afraid that those two packets that are at the bottom that they're just left there. If I pour a bunch of other packets on top of them, they're going to feel left out like it was their turn to be used. 
and I actually anthropomorphize stevia, stevia packets. packets. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did you see wow. that there's a story of that the plants actually have feelings oh. uh, that they actually let out a, a, a sound when they're in pain? Something uh, like that, yeah. Uh, so uh, the stevia, so, so the stevia does have feelings. Stevia, stevia, you know, is is not a living, breathing organism, but it is. They are green, uh, right. and um, yeah, silent screams. New research finds plants cry. Plants cry when stressed. So, vegetarians so maybe to... off with the stevia packets. I okay. Plants cry in pain. Vegetarians prepare to starve to death. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, what you're now hearing is the inner scream of Tim Slagle saying, get me out of this show. Your wish is my command. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle, Weekly Wrap. And that's the Weekly Wrap on radio and television. Follow Bruce at Bruce Wolf Shy on Twitter and Tim at TimSlagle.com. The Weekly Wrap with Bruce Wolf, a CP Pods production.